Lectio Divina is a contemplative reading of the scriptures intended to help us grow deeper in relationship with God in the way that God is revealing God's own self through the scriptures. One of the ways we read the scriptures is by joining in this practice that has been stewarded by the monastic tradition since the third century. Lectio Divina historically has four parts or movements as we make our way through a passage of scripture. Lectio, Meditatio, Oratio, Contemplatio, or in English, reading, reflecting, responding, and receiving. To these four traditional movements, we add a space to get ready on the front side and some time to review on the back side. For more resources and an overview of Lectio Divina, please visit us on our website at theabbeycolumbus.church. The movements in Lectio Divina guide us through a kind of back-and-forth conversation with God. It allows us to take turns speaking and listening. So with Invocatio, we begin to clear a space for that conversation. So first thing I want you to do is to be sure that you're in a physical space with minimal distractions. All right, now let's take a moment to be quiet and notice any thoughts or concerns that might be distracting you. If I'm alone, I, I often identify those distractions out loud. I might even picture Jesus with his arms stretched out, like when I enter a friend's house in the winter and they take my coat and bag or a purse to be put somewhere for safekeeping. So let's take a moment and give those things to him right now. So now let's welcome him into the space where you are and into this time with him in the scripture. With Revelation 3.20 in mind, imagine Jesus standing at the door and knocking. You know, he says that if you hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in and sit down with you. I want you to use your imagination and open the door and in your own words, invite him in and make him feel welcome. Let's do that right now. So now that we have his attention and he has ours, ask him for what you want from this time together. You can pray your own prayer or, or pray this prayer with me. Lord, I want to get wisdom from you for my life. I want to learn your ways. But also, I want to know you better 
and be drawn more deeply into your life. Lord, please form me more fully into your likeness and free me to be a better friend and partner with you and your mission in the world. Thank you, Lord. So now, Alexia, we're, we're ready to read the scripture and to listen. And as we do typically, while you're listening, just take a mental note of what seems to be capturing your attention. You know, maybe it seems interesting or important, maybe affirming or even provoking. Maybe you feel moved emotionally at something you hear or read. Pay attention to that, because this is likely where God is speaking personally to you. So today I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, not the whole chapter, but verses 4 through 8 and 12 and 13. This is in the New International Version. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. For meditatio, I want us to reflect specifically on faith, hope, and love as a particular or unique way of seeing and engaging with people and events in our daily life. First, I want us to recognize that faith, hope, and love are intricately tied together. They're almost inseparable. 1 Corinthians 13.7 says, Love always trusts, always hopes. And then in another passage, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Each of these qualities feeds the other. In a way, faith breeds hope. Hope breeds faith. And together, they free us to love. The other thing, I think of this group of qualities kind of like a lens through which we see and interpret our encounters with others and the world around us. Or put it another way, I think of faith, hope, and love as the fundamental shape of our habitus. If we define habitus as our foundational disposition or instinctive way of engaging and responding to life encounters, this lens enables us to engage and respond in a Christ-like or a kingdom way. You know, it's not hard to imagine that personal hardship or 
even current political or cultural or world trends might be altering, diminishing our lens or our habitus. One only has to consider the daily reminder of the brutality of war in Ukraine or follow the threat of COVID that has killed a million people in the U.S. alone over the last two years or reflect on the 10 people recently murdered out of racial hatred in Buffalo, New York. As we see evil, injustice, and oppression abounding, we're tempted to doubt the power of Christ to redeem and transform, which in turn leads to uncertainty about the ultimate triumph of God's good over evil, and ultimately leads us to doubt the effectiveness of love is a viable and transforming way of being in the world. So as a result, we find ourselves more frequently approaching maybe certain people or circumstances from a place of mistrust, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, anger, even retribution. And so we find ourselves being formed away from Christ and the wisdom of the gospel. In Meditatio, we reflect on the meaning of the text, but more particularly, the implications of the text for our own life. What we're doing is listening for God's specific invitation to us. So here's a question I want you to consider. I want you to take just a little time and ask the Holy Spirit to help you identify where it has been most difficult for you to see through the lens of faith, hope, and love. Another way, where do you need grace applied for your disposition, your habitus, to be restored to the way of Christ, the way of faith and hope and love? Take a few minutes and do that now. Answer these questions. So having identified maybe where you have struggled in this way, here's another question. How do you imagine that you would see differently and respond differently if you could see through the lens of faith, hope, and love? Take a few minutes and answer that for yourself.
having reflected on the text and considering its implications for our lives, hearing God's invitation and seeing where we might be struggling, we want to pray. We, we come to Orazio and we, we talk to the Lord. We, we talk to him about our fear, our concern, our struggle. We speak from our heart about what we desire and our desperation for healing grace and to be renewed in the likeness of Jesus. I'm going to invite you to take a little bit of time here. Tell him how you want to be different, what you want to see change in you. Be open, be honest. Hey, use your words. Use your tears, your body, whatever it takes to communicate your heart's desire to him. Let's do that now. Realistically, you might need more time to continue to speak to the Lord and engage. And if so, feel free to pause it this time. Otherwise, it brings us to contemplatio. And you may remember from previous exercises, the key word is receive. This is about impartation. What God is putting in you, what you are experiencing and receiving and in terms of God's love and grace and provision. Eugene Peterson, in his work, Eat This Book, he has this quote about contemplatio. Contemplatio, unlike its three companions, and here Peterson means lexio, meditatio, and oratio, it's not something we self-consciously do. It happens. It is a gift. It is something to which we are receptive. In the language of our tradition, it is infused. Contemplation is not something we can produce or practice. We can be ready for it. We can prepare for it. We cannot, however, elicit it. So now I want you to listen for God's heart and voice towards you. Maybe you already recognized it earlier in this exercise. What is his response to your desire and desperation? What and how does he want to free you and renew you in faith, hope, and love? What do you notice taking place within you? Take just a little bit of time to reflect on that, to notice that.
So now we, we come near to the end of our time, or at operatio. And the question for us to consider, what is a step that you can take to lean into what you need and what God desires to give you? Resolve now for this moment, but also into the rest of the day and maybe days to come. Resolve to open yourself to Father, Son, and Spirit and wait for the cleansing and renewal, the restoring of faith, hope, and love. Let's just take a little bit of time to speak to him and resolve ourselves to this. I'd like to remind us that if you have a notebook or a journal, take a few minutes on your own time to write down what seems important to you from this experience. And as you do, you might even ask yourself, is there anything I can share with someone else or with my community group? Is there something they can help me with or, or pray with me about from what I've learned in this experience with the Lord through Scripture? So I'd like to close our time in prayer, and I'm going to pray this in the first person, and please join me and pray this for yourself. Lord, as I continue in this day, may I be attentive to your voice and movement in my life and in my day. May I be perceptive of the implications of what you're saying or doing for my life. May I be responsive to your invitation and be receptive of the gift that you are offering me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.